Thank you so much for listening to Pastor Cedric of Commitment Church. Our hope is to inspire, refresh, and encourage you to be lights in a dark world. This week, we start a series called Improving Your Serve. If you do find this message inspiring or motivational, please follow Pastor Cedric or Commitment Church on Facebook and Instagram. Download our podcasts on Anchor.fm, Pandora, Google Podcasts, and other platforms. Now, filling in for Pastor Cedric, here's Pastor Jose Torres. So the purpose of this sermon series is to encourage the, the body of Christ to understand the importance of serving in your local church and to earnestly seek God as to where he has assigned you to fulfill his will and purpose. You may be sitting here and wondering, I've been at this church for a year, two years, three years, four years, 15 years, and I've never served in any capacity. And my heart desire is to do something, but I don't know what that something may be. Well, first you must understand that that yearning does not come from you, but it comes from the Holy Spirit, who is your source, who gives you your giftedness, who gives you your talents, who gives you that yearning to do something for God. Today we're going to break it down into six points, and we're going to be in the book of First. Corinthians chapter 12. We're going to be reading from verse 1 through 25. And we're going to add a couple other verses so that you can clearly understand that it's not about you, but that yearning that is inside of you. It's not coming from you, but it's coming from the Holy Spirit that dwells in you. If you have given yourself to Jesus Christ, and you accepted him as your Lord and Savior, immediately it says that the Holy Spirit descends and penetrates and dwells in your heart. And from that moment on, things start to change in your life. And there commence a yearning, a thirst to do something. But you may say, well, I'm not as talented as the worship team. I can't sing as good as them. I, I, I can't really... I've never been in leadership positions. I don't know how to do those things. But there's a yearning, a desire in your heart to serve God and to find your place in the local church. We must look to our source. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 through 6 reads as such. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware. You now, you now, you, you know that when you were pagans, you were laid astray to the mute idols. However, you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus is accused. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. Now, there are varieties of gift, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of ministries and the same Lord. And there are varieties of effects, but the same God. 
who works all things and all persons. So clearly here we understand that our source is the Holy Spirit who gifts us those things that we need to have in our lives in order to fulfill our desires to serve at this church as we grow, as God grows us and takes us to different places, there is a need for people to serve. And you may say, I'm not worthy, I'm not capable, I don't know where I need to be. But it says, seek out the Holy Spirit. Ask Him for your guidance. He is, your per- he is the one that guides you. He's the one that puts that yearning in your heart. Sometimes we allow the enemy to deceive us and tell us that we can't do it because we haven't been in church long enough or we haven't been doing anything other than just coming and sitting and enjoying the services. But God says, yes, it is time for you to step up, fill the gap, find the gap, ask the Holy Spirit to guide you to where you need to be because he has chosen you for a particular purpose. You may not be standing up here preaching. You may not be up here singing worship, but there's a place for you. Just as important as the preaching, as the singing is, serving others is just as important. Those people that walk through that door, when the greeter at the door greets them with a smile, that fills their hearts. When that person says, welcome home, Let me give you a hug. Even in the pandemic, some might say, not yet, but some might say, thank you. I appreciate that because we all need a hug. A word of kindness. How are you doing today? Welcome to our church. I've never seen you here before. Your name is, my name is. And those simple introductions, those simple things that we don't see while we're sitting in here are impacting people as they come through those doors, preparing their hearts to receive what Jesus Christ has in store for them. That is serving. The guy that stands out in the rain, in the hot sun, out there directing you to a parking space with a smile on his face, he is serving, serving from his heart, from that yearning that he needs to do because that's what God has called them to do. It is not something That is less than anything else. That is greater than anything that we can do from here. That person is giving it all, sacrificing the time that he could be spending in the here worshiping. He's out there serving. And we need more people to serve in the parking ministry. There are a few, and those faithful few are there always. But we must step up to the plate. And say, hey, maybe this week I'll go serve out there so my brother can be in here receiving from God. That is service. It is no less service if you're outside, at the door, at the pulpit, or singing from up here, playing an instrument. If you have those talents, don't hide them. Don't sit back. And say, well, they got enough. There's plenty of people up there. There's room at the table for you. Because if God is pressing in your heart, 
that desire to worship, that desire to sing because God has gifted you to sing. Brittany can use a break. Norby can use a break if you play the piano. They can also sit out and receive. Don't hide your talents because eventually God will reveal them. And when they come out, people are going to say, wow, why are you sitting out there? Come join us. There's place at the table here. You're more than welcome to partake and serve. I recall the first time I served at this church. Uh, many people know way back when I started coming, I used to sit way back there in the back where Mike is sitting. Uh, I'll either be in full police uniform or I'll be in my service. But I was running. Every time pastor said, we're going to pray to end the service, shoo, exit, out the door, running. Because I knew that God was trying to call me and I was trying to run away from him. So one day, Brother Robbins, Deacon Robbins, caught me at the door. He said, hey, can I talk to you? I said, sure. What can I help you with? He said, yeah, you can help me. We're looking for people to serve in the cleaning ministry. Listen, before you say no, this is the way it works. In the month, you serve one time during the weekend to come clean the, the church. There'll be a group of you, two or three people cleaning the church. You only have to do it once a month, and you only have to commit for six months. So I say, oh, six months? Okay, I'll try. I'll help. So during those six months, man, I would come here on Saturday with the other brothers, and it was, we had the house of the Lord to ourselves. And we were praising God and glorifying God and cleaning toilets and cleaning, taking out the trash, cleaning the seats, making sure everything was ready for the God's people on Sunday. And you don't know how much of a blessing that was to my life because that was the start of my servitude to God. After those six months, another pastor approached me and it was, okay, we want you to do something else. We want you to do something else. We need you here. We see that you... You can serve here. We see that you can serve. And it just opened more doors because my heart was willing to serve. And that yearning was being fulfilled. And they saw the peace, the comfort, the joy that I was receiving from serving. You can receive joy from serving if you didn't understand that. Because what you're doing is you're giving back to God so much that he's giving you. You're just giving back to God. For what reason? So that you can be benefited? No. So that others can be benefited. And so that his name can be glorified. And we must keep that in mind when we serve. Second thing is we serve for the common good. And you say, well, the common good? Yeah. We don't do it for ourselves. We do it for others. We do it for others. Every time you serve, you're doing it for others. First, you're doing it for God, and then you're doing it for others. That's what he calls us to do. And verse 7 through 10 reads like this. It says, But to each one is given a manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, and to another the word of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, and to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, and to another the effect 
thing of miracles and to another prophecy and to another the distinguishing of spirits and to another various kinds of tongues and to another the interpretations of tongues. What is common? When I looked it up, I was a little astonished because the word common simply means this, according to the dictionary, of or relating to a community at large. I'll read it again. Of or relating to a community at large. And what are we? We are a community. Who do we serve? We serve our community here in Lindenwall. Not only all in Lindenwall, but the outer parts of the um, area. And good simply is something useful or beneficial to bring together for the benefit of others. So we serve not to be benefited, but to serve others and to bring glory to God. That is the common good. That's the purpose of serving. We don't do it to get um, glory but we, or to bring attention to ourselves. We do it to serve others, what God has called us to do. Verse 11. But one in the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually just as he wills. So it is, there it goes. So it's nothing that we will will or we will want. I want to be a singer, but I can't sing a lick. <laughs> How good is that? I, I, I really like worship. I love worshiping. But I don't think you want me up front leading worship because I don't know anything about what tone, when the, when the, what key I got to sing in. I might go off key, you know. But to me, I'm worshiping because it's coming from the heart. But we leave it to the professionals you know, that are gifted in that because God is glorified through them. You know, maybe my purpose or my will should be, God, let your will be done in my life find, so I can find the place where I need to serve. Where does God want you to serve? You may ask yourself, God, where? I'm here. I've been here for a couple of months. I've been here for a year, two years, three years. But I don't know where to serve. If you work in the secular world, you've been gifted with certain talents, administrative talents, uh, office talents, you know, decision-making talents. And those talents can be used for the church because there's always a need I can guarantee you one person in this church that needs help. And that's our office administrator executive, Sarah. She needs help. She can use it. If you have any giftedness of, in terms of office work that can take the load from her so that she can do other things, today's the day to really think about that. Maybe that's where I need to serve. Maybe it's only a couple of hours a day that you can commit to serving. That's okay, too. You know, you don't have to give your entire day. But what little you think you can offer, God will multiply it for greatness. Again, what little you think you have to offer, God can multiply it for greatness because it's his will 
that will be done through you, not your will. And he is wanting you to serve. And you know who I'm talking to. You, I know that each person in this place has at one time or another had that feeling in the heart, that pulling in the heart, that, that shakiness of your body that, Lord, I wish I could do something, but I'm too old. Oh, I wish I could do something, but I'm too young. God doesn't look at how young you are, how old you are, or if you're, if you're superly talented or you only have certain skill sets that you can use. Maybe you're good with your hands. And you say, how can I use a hammer during the service? Well, no, not during the service, but if you walk around the building, you see something out of place, well, I can fix that. That's serving. Allow the Spirit of God to do His will, His purpose through you. And you will see the goodness that comes out of that. How others will be blessed. How this church will grow to where it needs to grow. This church is growing. If you don't see it, it's because you don't look around. During the pandemic, I saw a change. A lot of new people coming. And God held the regulars home. They were watching through online. During that time, New York, there was a group in New York that were watching through online, came down and said, hey, we desire to be part of you. And we wanted to start something in New York. God is growing us. Not the way we may physically see it here, but God is growing us in New York. There's a group in New York that represent this church. There's a group preparing in Wyoming, Pennsylvania, to represent us in Wyoming. There's a group in Columbia. And I tell you, I get reports every week from Pastor Walt. Oh, this, this week we had, they started off with 25. This week we had 35. This week we got 45. We got more children coming in. We're serving the community. We're serving. They're doing what we do here there with the little resources that they have but they're serving their community and God is being glorified God is being glorified there God is growing us through them in Colombia so let God's will be done in your life and you will find your purpose to where you need to be where he intends you to be Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, says this. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. So everything that God's called you to do, God has prepared it for you. You ever see that, well, you younger guys may not understand this, but there was a poster when the military needed to get people to sign up to be soldiers. There was a picture of Uncle Sam. You know Uncle Sam, the guy with the big hat, red, white, and blue, the stars, and the beard, and he's pointing at you. He says, we need you. We want you. Come serve. 
Replace him with Jesus Christ at the cross. Replace him with God Almighty, the Heavenly Father. Replace him with the Holy Spirit. He's pointing to you right now. I need you. I need you to serve. This is where I need you to serve. Don't hinder what I want to do because you're confused and don't believe in yourself. I believe in you, he says. And because I believe in you, I have given you the giftedness through the Holy Spirit to fulfill the purpose, the needs, and to supply the needs of the others. God needs you. He needs you to be that tool to bless others. Verse 12 and 13. For even as the body is one and yet has many members, and all the members of the body, though they are many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit we were all baptized in one body, whether Jew or Greek, whether slave or free, and we were all made to drink one spirit. He's called everyone. We're a church of all nations. He's not just called one particular nationality to lead or one particular group of people to lead. He wants everyone to lead and to serve him and the way he wants us to serve. It is important to understand that we are here to serve all nations, all people, all races, no matter where you fall on the economic scale or social scale, scale of life. We are here to serve you. Last week, we had a group of young people come from the group of called Apex from the EFCA. These were predominantly Anglo um, students that came to serve. It was their first experience to come into inner cities, uh, different from where they live. They live in Lancaster, which is most, mostly farmland. And they came just to serve. And the impact that they left here with was twofold. They impacted our church. They impacted our community. They served our community. They prayed for our community. But they left with a new understanding that when you serve for Christ and for the Lord, you are blessed doubly when you leave a place that you serve because you are fulfilled. You feel an accomplishment that you've done something. And you just feel like, wow, I can do this again and again and again and again because it brings joy to me. Those, those young people left here with a newfound joy, with a new understanding that they can serve any group of people the same way. Why? Because they serve with God's love, God's mercy, God's calling on their lives. You too have that same opportunity to serve all people. We have an outing to uh, Camden. Camden. Ooh, that place is really horrible. That place, oh, they, they kill people over there. Oh, oh, they're selling drugs. I worked there. I worked there for 
23 years as a law enforcement officer. There's a lot of good there, too. A lot of good people there. There's a few that are rotten apples, of course, but that's everywhere. I still live there. I live in that city. Why? Because I don't see a need to leave that city. Because I see the great potential that is in that city. I see the great potential in serving the people there and being part of them. And as we go to McGuire Projects, is one of the projects that we go to to serve, I invite the church, if you have an opportunity on Saturday, to join us to serve the people of McGuire Project in Kansas City. And trust me, you have a powerful God that protects you all the time. No harm will come upon you if you trust God. And if something happens, guess what? You're going to be in a way better place than all of us. You're going to be in his presence. And what he's going to say, hey, come on in, Jose. You were serving while, while something happened to you, and now you're here with me. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. I'll be with him for eternity. Yeah, people are going to be sad, but I'm surely not. I'm going to be very, very happy. So don't think about the bad things. Think about the good that we can do in that community. If we continue to serve that community, serve that community, introduce God to that community, guess what? That fire is going to get lit in someone in that community. And who knows? Commitment in Camden. You know? Who knows? That is a possibility. God has so many ways he wants to expand his gospel that we got to be open to serve in any capacity we can. Any capacity. Be it to heat up some hot dogs or to serve some water or to clean up an area. We do it for God first, to bring him glory and to serve others. Verse 14 through 21. For the body is not one member but many. It, if the foot says, because I'm not a hand, I'm not a part of the body, it is not for this reason any the less a part of the body and if the ear says because i am not an eye i am not part of the body it is not for this reason any the less a part of the body if the whole body were an eye where would the hearing be if the whole were hearing where would the sense of smell be but now god has placed a the members, each one of them, in the body, just as he desired. If they were all one members, where would the body be? But now there are many members, but one body. So as the body of Christ, as the church of Christ, what this is telling me is, just like the body has different parts, fingers, eyes, ears, feet, they all have a purpose. For if they chop off your finger, guess what? Your grip is going to be less. Yeah, you might be able to grab things, but not as good as if you had that thumb. That may not mean nothing. Little fat thing there, that, eh, not that important. But without it, you can't really grip things. We all can't be eyes, because if we were all eyes, we wouldn't go nowhere, because we wouldn't be feet. We can't all be eyes, and not ears, because if we didn't have hearing, we couldn't hear the needs of the people. 
We were only eyes. We couldn't speak without a mouth and share the gospel. Each person has a unique calling, a unique giftedness for a purpose. Don't think less of yourself because maybe you're on the cleaning ministry or you're in the his kids ministry. I'm only serving the kids. Guess what? Your job is way more important than mine's. You know why? Because you're teaching the future church of tomorrow. Those children need to hear the word of God so that they can be fed from a small child. The Bible says if you instruct the child in the way he should go in the long run, he would know what to do. So when, we, when you teach our children, even if you're just the aide there, you start off as the aide, and God starts preparing you to become that next teacher, and then you bring along another aide so that they can grow. His kids need you. There's a great need for our His Kids ministry. We need more teachers. Our discipleship-making uh, group needs more teachers. If you haven't started your classes, I encourage you to start your classes. Why? Because there is where you will find your giftedness. There, God will prepare you how to serve others and how to lead others. It's an impactful uh, course that we take. Larry Lewis leads it. Um, if you've never heard of anything about it, please reach out to Larry because that's a start. That's a place where you can start learning about how to serve in the church and what your giftedness is. We must seek out God to see the needs of the people. Sometimes people come into this church and you see them at the door, and something in your heart stirs you to ask them, how are you doing today? Oh, I, I, I'm okay. Um, yeah, I'm okay. How was your week? Yeah, it was okay. What are you hearing? You're hearing a need. You need to ask the next question. You have to allow the Holy Spirit to discern that and to give you guidance to speak life into this person, encouragement into this person. Oh, brother, so I sense there's something wrong. Was everything really all right? Well, I got some bad news. I'm sick. I have this disease. <sighs> it just tore me down. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. But you know we serve the, the healer of healers. We serve a God that is almighty in that. His will will be done over everyone if we pray. Let us pray. Let's pray. Can I pray for you? That person says, you want to pray for me? Yeah, I want to pray for you. Let's pray. And you start praying and the Holy Spirit convicts you to start crying because he's interceding for this person. And it's not you, but the Holy Spirit interceding through you. And that person is now uplifted. They gain energy where they, they can walk into the service now and not worried about the sickness, but now they are focusing and praising the God that's going to heal them completely and just trusting it without seeing it. That's how we serve the needs of others when we pay attention and ask God. When you walk through those doors, ask God, God, what is it today that you want me to do? Open my eyes 
not my physical eyes, but my spiritual eyes, so that I can see the needs of my brothers, so that I can speak life into them, so that I can be your vessel and your tool to help them. Lastly, I'm going to read verses 22 to 25. On the contrary, it is much truer that the member of the body which seems to be weaker are necessary. And those members of the body which are deemed less honorable, on this we bestow more abundant honor and our less presentable members become much more presentable, whereas our more presentable members have no need of it. But God has so composed the body, giving more abundant honor to the member which lack it, so that there may be no division in the body by the member may have the same care for one another. If you've been blessed by the Holy Spirit to be gifted in leadership, you're a leader of a group, you're up front. Don't look at others and say, well, that person can't do it. Uh, I don't see it in them. I'm going to show you an example. Everybody knows my brother-in-law, Tony, in the back. Right? You know his special needs. He sits back there every week praising God, even with his special needs. He serves every week back there as a greeter. He collects our offering, and he reminds us at times, hey, it's time for, to give the offering. Simple, like a child. But God is using him to serve us. So if God can use someone like him, with limited giftedness, what do you think God can do with you to have more giftedness, more skill sets to offer the church? God will be glorified in such a way that these walls will be trembling. This room will be filled with people desiring to come to this place. Why? Not because of you, but because of the way we treat people, the way we demonstrate God's love to people, the way we serve people for God's purpose and God's purpose only so that God can grab them as we're serving them and do something different in their lives, change their lives for the betterment. Serving you may think it's a task. But serving God is a gift. Serving God is a pleasure. Serving God brings joy. Serving God prepares the way for others to know God. No matter what it is, how small or how big, allow God to fulfill his purpose and his will through you as you serve 
as you serve. And don't let the enemy tell you that you can't because there's plenty of space in this place. God is making more space for us. How? He is opening more doors. He is increasing our numbers. He is bringing people that need to be served. Does it fall upon Pastor Cedric solely? No. Does it fall upon the pastoral staff? No. Does it fall upon the men's ministry that are three young men that are now leading that ministry? Does it fall on them only? No. The women's ministry. I commend the women's ministry. One of the ministries here that serves a lot and that I always admire are the women because they have it down. It's not just one leader. They have a multitude of leaders and they're all willing to serve. And they're always recruiting more people to serve. We all have to get that same desire, that same yearning in our hearts so that we can recruit others to serve alongside of us. And if you're seeking to serve, just ask God, where do I fit? You may think you fit over here, but God has prepared you to work over here. Be willing to go wherever he sends you to do whatever he tells you to do and do it with all your heart for his glory, for the betterment of others. So, God needs you. The church needs you. Are you going to hear the calling? The battle has begun. The battle for the souls. The battle for against the enemy that comes against us all the time. I don't know if you, if you saw last month we were what? Praying, worshiping, and going out to the community. Think the enemy is happy about that? Oh, he is bad. He is so mad. We had our door slammed in our faces. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> Cursing at us. But we all left with, uh, well, guess what? That's the person we need to pray more for. And we had people stopping their cars. Hey, hey, how you doing? What are you doing in the neighborhood? Oh, God just opened another door. Hey, how you doing? We're from Commitment. Hey, here's some of the resources we have. We would love to see you come to. Oh, great. Thank you. Thank you. I'm pastors along. Got a church member from another church. Lives up the block here. He's, he comes out and he goes, you guys are from what church? Oh, y'all must be a new church. <laughs> we looked at him like, oh, no, we've been around for 25 years. He goes, you don't see this very often anymore. Church is going out into the street and and sharing the gospel and sharing their resources and inviting people to church. So, well, God has instructed us to do that, and we're doing it. We will see fruit from our labor. We're going to see people coming from those pamphlets that we left out there. And what's going to happen? There's going to be a need for people to serve them. Um, the leadership that's here may not be able to do it alone. So we're asking and imploring you to consider becoming a servant. The last two weeks of uh, the sermon series this month, the fourth and fifth week, all the ministries will be uh, presented. They're going to be displayed downstairs with sign-up sheets. So it gives you a couple weeks to start praying and seeking God to see where you fit. And maybe you want to test the waters. Testing the waters simply is this. I'm not 100% sure that 
this is what I need. But I like this and I want to know more about it. Let me see. How can I serve? Well, come alongside of me this week and test the waters. If it's for you and God puts it in your heart and the Holy Spirit confirms it, hey, you're more than welcome to serve. Remember, I started in the cleaning ministry. I've had the privilege to serve in many different ministries in this church. And slowly and gradually, the Holy Spirit continued to bless me with more giftedness so that I can get to the level. Remember, I used to run out the building. He can't stop me from running into the building anymore. And I'm usually the last one to leave this building on Sunday because I serve three services, English and in Spanish. So if I could do that, I know you could do something. What is that something? Only you and God and the Holy Spirit know what that is. So we invite you to consider it. We will continue this sermon series throughout the months talking about serving. Next week, I'll have the privilege again to preach to you, and then we're going to get into deeper into why we should serve and what God wants to do through us. Those listening online, we invite you to come, come and serve along with us. Even if you're still not comfortable to come to the house of the Lord, you're still a little reluctant, but there's other ways that you can serve. Making phone calls, sending out flyers, simply coming when we walk in the street. It's an open area. You can maintain your distance. You can wear your mask, but you're still serving. So we encourage you to serve alongside of us. Commitment, community, church. That's our name. We're committed to doing God's work. We're here for the community, and we're God's church. Beautiful name. I, I, I applaud the person who picked that name or who listened to God and heard that name. Because commitment means you're giving it all. You're committed to doing whatever you have to do. And if you're part of this church, you're committed. God bless you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come in front of your presence one more time, dear Lord. You know your people. You know the yearning in their hearts to serve. They just need the Holy Spirit to guide them to where they need to go, where they fit. Gifted, dear Lord, with the gifts that they need to serve, that they may do it gladly before their hearts to bring you glory and for the betterment of others so that we can all work for the common good And help us to understand that there's not one member of this church that's less than any other. We are equal in your eyes. That we all have a purpose. And that you can be glorified through the works that we do here for you. And we ask you, Lord, a special blessing for those that are right now feeling that yearning. So that you can complete that desire in their heart. And they may step in the third and the fourth and fifth week of this month step up and test the waters and that you may bring peace and comfort to them to understand that that's where you want them to be we thank you dear lord for all you do for us and we pray that you continue to be with us throughout this day in jesus name we say amen
Thank you again for listening to Pastor Cedric of Commitment Church. If you would like to learn more about Jesus Christ, please visit our website, www.commitmentchurch.org. This website will walk you through having a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Please let us know if you have made a decision to follow Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, or if you would like to support God's Word through this ministry by visiting www.commitmentchurch.org. You can also visit loveallnations.org for more information and to receive encouraging videos. Lastly, if you or your family reside in the South Jersey area, please visit us at 2 Berlin Road South, Lindenwald, New Jersey, 08021. May God bless you and have a wonderful day.